Hey guys, Kat here again, the Cat Beyond Podcast. Welcome back. Um, thank you for being here. If you've listened to the previous episodes, thank you so much for giving me your time, and I hope that you are enjoying these and getting something out of them. Just to sort of set the scene right now, I actually have no water or tea. I left it inside, but maybe I should change that in a minute. But I am outside sitting under the light of the full moon in Pisces. It is 2.20 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in Florida. And that means that the moon was just exactly full about an hour ago. And I've just been sitting here, I don't know, for a good 30 minutes, I think, getting what I call a moon tan. Um, Sometimes when I don't get as much sunlight for a couple days, it's really nice when the full moon is this bright and the sky is this clear. It's nice to sort of soak in that version of the light. It's like the gentlest version of sunlight that you can get and it's like it's been filtered and transmuted and I really have a special kind of love for that. Um, But I did realize that I'm feeling so much from this full moon and as I've been sitting here I've just been thinking and I thought I may as well record this and check in with you guys and um, ask you guys kind of the same questions I've been asking myself, um, assess and review some of the same things that I've been going over. So um, let's get into that but I'm going to pause and go grab my glass of water and I'll let you guys do the same. Also just so you guys don't worry about me and my sleep habits. I'm only up this late because I happened to take a three hour nap from I think about like 7 to 10 or so, Um, like 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. And it has thrown me off a little bit, but I also think it was quite magical because this does sometimes happen, happens when um, the full moon is at night where it's like I really want to be able to take in the energy of it so my body sort of demands that I nap early like ahead of when I would have gone to bed and then it wakes me up in time to experience the full magnitude of the moon so I'm actually so thankful that it panned out that way and uh yeah hope you guys enjoy the rest of the podcast so if you listened to episode one about the September astrology I was saying that I didn't really want to make too big of a deal or focus too much on the full moon or new moon and like dive in way too deep to them and I think that was really necessary for that podcast because you know it was like 79 minutes long as it was and also what I've realized that I didn't mention in that podcast is that the reason I've stopped trying to predict too much about the full moon and new moon is because even though I like to have a a really good idea of general trends in astrology the general sort of like you could call it the current like I I like to know which way the wind is blowing you could say but then when I'm actually out on the sea I want to just be there and feel it and that's kind of what full moons and new moons are for me is like I don't really want to to expect from them and that's actually something that I I think there was like a while last year where I sort of took a pause from astrology because I was like, oh, I don't, I don't want to have presumptions or assumptions about the future. I don't want to have too many expectations about things. 
and since I've sort of changed my tune and allowed certain things to just be presented as opportunities to see in astrology, okay, like I'm not trying to predict my life or expect something from my life. I'm trying to look at opportunities and energies that are available to me. And then the more minor things, I really just want to be there and feel them in the moment and um, not have preconceived notions of what I'm supposed to be feeling or experiencing during those. So right now it is the Pisces full moon, 10 degrees of Pisces in Virgo season. And what I find myself reflecting back on is six months ago and a year ago. That's something that I really like to do at full moons especially because um, the, oppos the opposite of what's happening now happens every six months. It's like everything is so perfectly laid out in the fabric, but that means that six months ago we had the Pisces season Virgo full moon. And obviously about a year ago, I believe it was around September 13th of last year, we had the, um, what's going on right now, which is the Virgo season Pisces full moon. And then the, um, back in March, I think it was around the 9th, I want to say, maybe the 9th or 10th that we had, um, the Virgo full moon. So those are some points that you might want to um, start reflecting on from now on when you have a fuller new moon, just thinking about the period six months before and the period a year before and checking in with yourself with what has changed, what hasn't, how have I grown, how have I changed, how do I still want to grow or change, and was there anything from, this is something I really love to do, was there anything from the past that I have since let go of that I actually wish I could bring back into my life, and how would that integrate with, um, with where I currently am right now. So like, were there dreams that I let go of because there were things that took priority? Like, did I solve those things that took, pri that took priority and now do I have room for those, for those dreams that just at the time were like, okay, I just can't focus my time or energy or, or attention on these, they'll have to be on the back burner. Can we bring those back around? And I think that's relevant in the sense that Mars is going retrograde and I really like let me, let me go on a little tangent off about the, like from a, away from the moon right now and onto Mars retrograde and retrogrades in general that I always vow never to fear a retrograde, um, but also just to be like cautious and aware is what I, the energy I try to bring to them because sometimes they really do catch me off guard and they'll bring up things that I had, I did not feel prepared to take another look at or take another um, feel at, you know, to feel again. Um, but we haven't had a Mars retrograde in a while, and I think that's worth talking about. So um, I'm gonna, I think, kind of go back and forth because I, I think the fact that this full moon is happening exactly a week before Mars goes retrograde in Aries I feel like there is a correlation between them, like, especially, I've talked to so many people today who were just really buzzing with a very, like, alive, fiery, fresh energy that I was, like, very much associating with Aries, and I was like, well, nothing extra is in Aries today to account for that, you know, like, Mars, of course, is in Aries, Chiron is in Aries, Eris is in Aries, 
but nothing is different about today versus yesterday as it relates to Aries or fire energy. So I f I'm feeling like what we're picking up on is this sense of change coming in in our relation to Aries energy and, and fire energy. Um, so about retrogrades, I, I have to be honest, I'm like a little nervous about the Mars retrograde because Mars and Aries is such a strong placement already and because retrogrades can be so unpredictable in terms of what they ask of us to, um, to remember and then to sometimes change or redo. Um, I'm nervous because this is my Mars. I'm getting my Mars return and anytime you have a Mars return, it's a look at the way that you relate to your personal power and your drive and your ego and your motivation. Um, and I, that's some of like what I touched on in um, episode one. So when somebody has a Mars return, they can be extra fiery, they can be extra like on edge or irritable or frustrated, but on the positive side, you can also get really clear on your ability to um, self-motivate and self-discipline and uh, like I talked about in the last episode, getting a different view of your worth and value as a person. Um, and just to sort of your individuality and your individual direction in life or at the moment because that does change throughout your life so i was excited to have a mars return that lasted six months because i felt like those were all things that i really needed to work on um, they all relate to the solar plexus and that's a chakra that not only is typically one of the most complicated chakras for everybody I would say but definitely for me it's one that I do keep finding myself coming back to and it's like it's one of the more mysterious ones in some ways it, it is related a lot to unconscious emotional and mental issues um, just unconscious issues itself things to do with digestion how we digest uh, our life experiences and our emotions and um, anything that we take in through the body any energies that we're picking up especially if you have um, if you tend to be kind of an empath um, so with my Mars return, I was excited to have to look at all of that and especially that it would be six months knowing that I would get to really take my sweet time, which for me, um, is a value that I have. I really like being able to take my time. If you couldn't already tell from the length of these podcasts, I require a lot of patience with myself and from other people and um, it's something that I try to, I try my best to bring with everybody in my life. Um, of course, like nobody's a saint, so I'm going to get impatient and irritable sometimes, but it's a value that I have that I, I really want to always push myself to be more patient with people. So knowing that my Mars return would be so prolonged, gave me this sense of, okay, I'm going to get to really have a thorough look at all of these issues and it's why I'm excited for retrograde because already this has been Mars has had a long stay in Aries it's already been there over two months which is longer than it normally stays in a sign and then now it's going to retrograde back through and then it'll go again forward over all of those same points so we're all going to get a dose of that because um, anytime that the planet is in its home sign 
it's more of a collective return because it's like the purest version of that energy. So I think everybody's getting a Mars return. The world is getting a Mars return. Um, and I, I, like to me, that makes so much, what's going on in the world makes so much sense when I think about this specific astrological transit. Like you could talk about so many other transits as it relates to what's happened this year, but I feel like Mars and Aries has been one of the most influential aspects in informing what's going on for everybody. Let's pause and take a drink of water. So why did I go on this tangent about Mars and Aries? As I said, its proximity, the retrograde proximity to this full moon feels that they are very correlated. And I do feel that way because Virgo and Pisces which are the predominant energies at this full moon. They have a lot to do with service, a lot to do with healing. It can have a lot to do with, I would say, self-sacrifice, but just like a lot of generosity, a lot of um, really giving energy, really loving energy, and, and seeing the picture outside of ourselves. It can, they can both be kind of humble energies in their own ways of like sometimes prioritizing others or prioritizing things outside of themselves. But I think when in balance, it's a really beautiful mix and a realization that when you heal a balance or when you heal an imbalance within yourself, when you take care of yourself, when you prioritize all of your needs, you are in the best position to be of service to the world and to fulfill any soul purpose or life mission that you have and it also comes from a place that's less likely to have you burning out um, when you've like just started to run towards your life purpose but you're all of a sudden like oh gosh but I wasn't taking care of myself and now I'm sick or I'm exhausted and I'm of no good and no service to the people that I was wanting to serve and um because virgo and pisces are quite prominent in my chart that um that axis is very strong in my chart because of my midheaven and my um i see which are something that i could talk about in another episode that is a lesson that i've had to learn in relation to service and my um my career as a healer, my career as a creator of things that I intend to help heal, help people heal themselves and, uh, and boost their energy. And as it relates to Mars and Aries, I think that it's a really good balance for that Virgo Pisces dynamic of sometimes overgiving or over generosity or prioritizing others over self because Mars in Aries is an energy that while it does want to fight for the collective battle it's the sign where it knows that unless it trains intensely it's not going to be a good soldier like that a weak soldier is of very little use to an army or to a battle that sometimes it actually like um, can take away because then other people have to take care of that soldier or look out for them because they're not holding their own. They're not like uh, bringing their best to the battlefield. 
so that's something about Mars and Aries that really has a handle on um, what do I have to do for myself to be at my strongest, to be of use in battle. And um, that's just a really beautiful dynamic to balance out the Virgo Pisces energy, and I feel like that's very present right now. And I also feel like that is a very marked difference from last year when I believe that Mars was in Virgo at the last um, Pisces moon last year. And that's a whole other, that's a whole other topic. But um, let's, let's just talk about the full moon itself and, and what it's bringing up in terms of timeline. So um, like I said, think back to around early to mid-March of this year. We were right pre-quarantine, pre-COVID. Um, I don't know what you were doing. I'll just talk about what I was doing because I, I, my purpose in this is to ask you questions, but um, also just talk about what I want to re reflect on. Oh, by the way, um, about a half hour ago, right before I started the podcast, I was thinking about... Um, how much I've healed since March because it was a very upsetting I had a couple like really upsetting days in March right around the full moon that I'll talk about sort of vaguely but um, right when I was thinking about that I very specifically feel better and feel healed about those things that I was so upset about um, a white bird flew over and it's like 2am there's no birds around I don't know what kind of bird this was. I'm sure it wasn't a dove, but I don't know what kind of bird is that white, but it was like perfectly lit up by the moon and just absolutely stunning. It was just one bird. He flew right over me, not very far up, like maybe maybe 20 feet in the sky above me. And it was just this really wonderful, magical moment being like, yes, good job. You did heal from that. like you have done the work that that was necessary to get you to this point and okay so let's see I think it was like right around March 5th or 6th or something like that I saw something that was so upsetting because it like just really messed with my head it really messed with my head it wasn't like something upsetting in the world it was that it made me question a lot of things and question my emotions and, and question um, conclusions that I had come to and question closure that I had come to around a past relationship. And um, I was just like, well, what does this mean? Does this mean anything? And like, what is the bigger implication of this? Which to I really have to stay vague because I'm, you know, my Scorpio moon is just not going to let me post this if I give any sort of real detail about this, but um, suffice it to say, I found it very upsetting and I felt, um, this is dramatic, but I felt like mentally violated in the sense that I felt like my mind was being, was still psychically open to this person that I had had a relationship with and I was like well what does that imply does that imply that like that's me opening my mind to them or them opening their mind to me like 
what is the deal here and and how do I get like how do I get rid of that because I don't want to you know I had I had gained such a sense of composure or composure yeah kind of Freudian slip there but closure and composure around that and um all of a sudden I was like you know am I separated or disconnected from this person at all or are we still connected and does that mean we'll always be connected and um you know, will this be something that just keeps coming up again and again? And so I, right after that, I went to Okeechobee Music Festival for the weekend for like three days, and it was so magical. Um, it was like three days and nights of good music, of colorful flashing lights, of friends. Um, my sister and I went together, her boyfriend was there for part of the time, and he's great. And we've gone to music festivals in the past. Um, and then one of my best friends also happened to be um, attending the music festival, like as a last minute thing, because one of our friends from high school was performing, um, which was like such a, such a like full circle, magical moment to see my friend from high school performing on a big stage, just absolutely killing it, being it like just so good at what she does having such presence and charisma and um getting to see her have that win like getting to see any of your friends have a win is such a glorious feeling because most of the time you've like seen them go through if not all the grueling aspects you've just like seen them working hard for a long time and seen that they've been putting energy and passion into this um pursuit of theirs and then to see them get these full circle moments you're just like okay I'm so happy for them and also on a personal note so exciting to see somebody attain something because it means that you can too like anytime that you see somebody reach or accomplish a goal it you can you can allow yourself to channel that into yourself I don't know if you can hear my cat but you can allow yourself to channel that vibe of success of attainment of achievement Oh, I think the sprinklers just went on. So, um, that was magical in itself. And then my, uh, one of my best friends was attending because that friend of ours, um, actually, you know what, let me just, like, shout them out here. Uh, my friend Alexis Marides, Lex Famous, was the one on stage, um, performing with Overjoy Music, her group. And it was my friend Bridget who came to, um, to the music festival because um, Alexis was able to give her, you know, a, a comp ticket, I assume. And it was so funny because Bridget and I didn't know that we were going to be at this musical f music festival at the same time. I hadn't seen her in probably three months. And, oh, I'm smelling a very weird smell. So strange. Anyway, um, so yeah, I hadn't seen her since the beginning of January, and now I guess I guess at that point it only had been two months, but it felt like a very long time. We were both aware that like so much had changed and expanded for us within those two months. So we didn't know that the other was going to be there until I think like a day or two before the festival, and I told her I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm going." Like. 
I, I had been sort of deciding last minute if I would or not, and all of a sudden I told her that I was, and she was like, what? I'm going too. Like, that's incredible. So, and she lives, um, like four hours away in St. Pete, so it was like this wonderful sort of middle point between us where we were able to just have this, like, lovely meet-cute rendezvous with each other amidst all of the craziness that was just about to start, and it was like we knew that quarantine was probably going to happen, that I probably wasn't going to be able to, like, go see her for longer than I normally go without seeing her, so it was just this lovely, like, okay, I'll meet you there, I'll meet you at the fountain, shout out Amber Khan. Um, if you don't know about the fountain concept, let me know or listen to her podcast about it. It's really a beautiful, beautiful concept to keep in mind at all times. Um, so, so I saw her there and I was just able to really release so much confusion, so much intensity around that moon, around the the Pisces moon in mid-March. And it just everything came at the perfect time it was like this incredible gift from the universe because I, w- I didn't even pay to be there at the festival my stepmom um got free tickets and i got them from her so it was just like the universe gave me this really beautiful gift the whole weekend it was like so perfectly aligned with what had what had just shown me this thing that i shouldn't have even seen the thing i saw it was a total fluke that i i saw because like i wasn't following this person on social media, the, the, um, past relationship person, like, I wasn't checking for them, you know, I wasn't trying to see what they were up to, like, the universe sent me (laughs) this thing of him, and I was just like, what on earth is the universe up to, and then literally the day after was when Okeechobee started, and I was just like, all right, I have to just sort of you know, leave all that behind, enjoy this present moment to the fullest, and I was very aware that quarantine was probably going to start within a week or two, and so I was like, enjoy it while you can, because this might be the last thing that you get to have, like, this intense amount of community for a while, it was like, the last big bang, ooh, I'm starting to realize, okay, like, I'm probably in association with this, going to repost, um, some kind of videos from Okeechobee Fest, as like a bit of a throwback and in relation to this podcast so those should be up by the time I post this <laughs> so yeah and, and I mean Okeechobee it's like I don't know how many tens of thousands of people go to Okeechobee Fest I, I never I never actually looked at the numbers from this year but uh, it's an immense amount of people in a small space and you get this super electric energy <laughs> of the collective and everybody there is there because they want to enjoy themselves they want to listen to music they want to be happy like such a piscean concept like such perfect timing to have a music festival during pisces season where the weather is beautiful at least in florida the weather is absolutely perfect that that uh weekend and everybody's just there to like love and be happy and enjoy themselves and lose themselves and escape into complete presence with the vibes around you and the people around you and like it's music festivals are one of those magical things where like you know you go with no expectations and you don't always even know people or um sometimes even if you're with people you you really want to my cat is making some noises outside 
he's outside with me, but kind of far away. So, um, <laughs> just, yeah, like I said, such a magical Piscean concept to have a music festival right at that time. And I just knew, like, I needed to soak it in and just be, like, with that crowd and feeling the energy of that crowd around me and, like, store it all up to make it last through this sort of energetic collective winter of not being around many people, let alone large groups of people. So the universe really played a funny trick on me, where it was like, here's this thing that we're telling you, like, yes, you are still connected to this person because you're connected to everybody, everybody's connected to everyone, and we're all part of the same unit are all part of the same tribe and team and like you just have to accept that like that even if sometimes you want to disconnect because of a desire for closure you have to get comfortable with a certain balance between closure and knowing that anybody that was ever in your heart will always be there in some capacity or another and um that's a pretty beautiful concept so that's something that I was reflecting on with this full moon is like that I feel so much love and peace about what at the time felt kind of disturbing on a mental level and now um, now I don't feel disturbed by that at all. I've since learned like, yep, still connected psychically, um, but I don't, it doesn't like, uh, it doesn't bother me anymore. I feel really like um, in a way almost comforted by it, just being able to send an energetic ping if I think about this person of like, hey, like, hope you're doing well, you know, I, I don't actually text it, because it, it, in this case, it, I don't think it would be appropriate, but just saying like, I hope you're doing really well, and I hope that if anything's the matter for you, that you get whatever you need from the universe, you know, um, and also that like that person taught me many important lessons that are I'm still watching sort of the unfolding of ways that um, that that person influenced my some of my beliefs um, <laughs> and the beautiful things that have changed because of little like ways that um, some of the things he said would have like subliminally gotten into my consciousness and so just really like appreciating that aspect of beauty with that and then let's talk about the year mark so like that was the six month contrast let's talk about the year contrast which would be that um, like I said last year around I think it was September 13th or something like that uh, maybe the 14th I can't quite recall uh, <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> That was such an intense weekend. Um, that, again, you're going to have to be really even more so vague about. But that weekend, I was having four days of orthobionomy training um, with one of my mentors, advisors, teachers. Um, and we were learning self-care techniques. And what I mean by that is... Uh, ways that we either take care of different parts of our body when they're hurting or having tension and things that we can advise for clients to do in between sessions or so that they don't have to continue seeing us forever. So just for reference, if you don't know this already, um, 
I practice orthobionomy in the work that I do, when I do, um, when I'm in person with somebody, working with them physically, I'll incorporate orthobionomy, which is a very, very holistic modality for healing the body at all levels, at physical, mental, emotional, soul, spirit, all of it. Um, and when I'm in person, like I said, we'll do more of the physical aspects, and when I'm at a distance, I will do more of the energetic aspects that we've learned. Um, and self-care is one of those really amazing things to keep somebody's alignment when they lead the session with you, whether that is um, in person or at a distance. But selfishly, uh, self-care is so important to me because... Uh, you know, and I take back the word selfishly because Virgo Pisces lesson here, anything that helps me also helps me be of service to the world, as long as the intention is pure. So I have practiced some of these self-cares for going on three, a good three years now, because I had really terrible knee issues years ago, um, like four or five years ago. And I was going to an orthobionomist who became one of my teachers, not the teacher that I'm specifically talking about. But um, I was going to her quite routinely to keep my knees aligned so that I wasn't in terrible crippling pain. So that, like, to the point where for a while I, I couldn't walk and I was, like, in a wheelchair for a short amount of time because the pain was so crippling. Um, I just could not walk. So these self-cares came in handy um, in between sessions for keeping myself aligned and also when that teacher had a pretty serious um, health issue where she wasn't able to give sessions for a pretty solid six months I was able to keep my knees in alignment by myself one because I had already start, started training in orthobionomy at that point and two because I was doing the self-cares that I had um, learned from from this other woman this other teacher who wrote the orthobionomy self-care book. Her name is Luann Overmeyer. I highly suggest this book. It's incredible um, and full of so many resources for, for self-healing. So I had learned some of those, but this was going to be a full weekend of just going over like the vast majority of self-care options that we have for um, keeping different parts of our body in alignment, putting them back into alignment if they've gone out, releasing tension, releasing pain. And the two days before the actual class, one day we were having a, like a very long study group, like a three-hour study group, going over any questions that we had as it related to any aspect of orthobionomy because she is one of the like most renowned experts in orthobionomy. She's been studying it for decades. So we did that one day and then the next day we had what's called round robin where um i think that day it might have been just three of us i remember yeah it was four of us actually where it's a four hour um a four hour session each of us gets a one hour session and then the rest of us are all in the room watching our teacher work on each other so that way we like she goes over she verbalizes what she's doing for what problems we've discussed that we have and so it's beautiful like we each get a session done on us and then we get to really learn how an expert um, utilizes orthobionomy in an actual um, 
hour-long session. And so it's very... Oh, and there's also an aspect of, like, when you watch somebody getting worked on, your body subconsciously responds to some of those um, alignment and release techniques going on. So it's really quite healing to watch somebody else be healed. Again, with that, like, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm seeing that correlation between um, the collective connection with with everybody like the interconnection between all of us and our energy and how when one person heals um it is beneficial to the entire collective i love that saying a rising tide lifts all ships and um i think that's really important to keep in mind as a foundation when healing yourself that it's not selfish um to really dig into and give energy to healing yourself because it does make a a difference to the collective energetically and literally in terms of you just being in a better position to um, be of service whether that is in a healing career or in any sort of career just when you're like at a functioning level um, you're also bringing good energy to the people around you to anybody you communicate with Like if you're in customer service, but you're in a good versus bad mood, you're affecting that person that you're on the line with. So when you're able to be in alignment, you are affecting the alignment of everybody that you interact with or are even near, like anywhere in proximity to. So yeah, that was four days with this teacher, with my classmates, with um, really digging into our own bodies. And then when we got to the actual self-care class, this was what was really intense that weekend. So normally when I have an orthobiotomy class, we're working on our classmates, we're working on each other, and we're getting worked on. And this weekend was not that at all. We didn't touch anybody. We, didn't, we, did, we weren't touched by each other. We were focused solely on being with our bodies and tuning into how these self-care release techniques were feeling to us what it was affecting in that part of our body that we were focused on and how that sort of unraveled through the rest of the body like if we're releasing our hips how does that affect how our shoulder feels and if we're releasing our wrist how does that affect how our and uh, how our hand or our elbow or our neck feels and so like really understanding the connections between different parts of our body and it was honestly so energetically intense i was drained in a way that i did not expect because normally it is very draining to spend two full days um interacting with other people on this level of like working with their bodies tuning into everything that's going on for them from them and then um and then also receiving work done on the body because it's it really is a lot of work to the subconscious to reorient its perception of itself and its perception of the body so I didn't expect this to be so intense but it was and then I was also going through some really intense emotional things um, like the week before and I knew I was going to get into some things the week after and that Sunday I remember just feeling so again so aware of my connections to other people energetically and just wanting a 
break from it and being like, I just want to like feel just myself right now. Like as a person who can be very empathic and very porous, um, sometimes it's it like, I think at that time, because of other things that were going on for me, I was finding it really hard to maintain my sense of not just boundary, but my sense of personal protection isn't exactly the right word, but I think because it gives a connotation that I'm having to protect myself from something, it's just more like my individuality and my personhood. I felt like that was getting a little bit foggy and I was too merged with other people and like what was going on for them and overly concerned with their emotions and experiences where I really needed to be giving energy to myself and focused on myself Um, and that is something that I'm finding a really beautiful contrast in right now at this full moon like how has that changed for me first of all I think I've gotten a lot clearer on boundaries on setting up my shields and on when I want to let those down and when they're of greatest service to me um, in the sense that like when is it really good that I can feel what's going on for somebody else and when do I really need to sort of like shut it down put my shields up and tune completely into my own energy and get aligned with that and then emerge out of that sort of Virgo style hermit cave to be of service outside of myself and there's just been so many lessons in that over the last year and um, I've also learned how to reach out for help from from other healers like I've found a distance energy healer that I work with when um, when I'm struggling to keep up my own boundaries which I think I've seen her in the last year about four times I say seen but um, we do dis- distance energy work and um, it's over the phone but that that has only been at occasions where what has gone on for me has been so intense that I didn't feel like I could um, completely heal myself like it was like I didn't have the energy to get outside of my own spiral a couple times and I'm so thankful that I wasn't stubborn that I reached out for that kind of help from somebody that I trusted and um, and knew was capable of um, helping me in the way that I needed to be helped so that's something that's really changed is, is finding a good distance healer um, and allowing myself to be a bit more maybe selfish but like like I said earlier I don't know if that's always the right connotation um, but I've almost started to like embrace that word like just knowing knowing how much it fills me to take care of myself how much better of service I am to my clients and then all of my customers and then just like that I'm more able to 
take care of myself and and check in with myself and be clear about what it is I need and then what I need to do to get myself or give myself what I need. So that's been a big lesson over the last year. Um, I feel like I want to wrap it up because I feel like I've asked enough questions and I feel like maybe I've given you an idea of the patterns that I've noticed. Again, I think that moons, full moons and new moons are so individual for everybody because of where they fall in your chart. Um, but there's always, because we're a collective, there's always some um, threads that, are, that might be running through for everybody during any specific um, moon transit. So I'm curious to see what if any of that resonated for you and what's going on for you. Um, like I said in the first episode, I don't really, I guess you can't really like do comments on these platforms for the most part. So feel free to comment on an Instagram post um, and just let me know any, any thoughts that you had during this podcast. I would really love to hear. I'd love to have some feedback and uh, communication with you guys about that. I hope that by the time you are listening to this that you had or are having a really beautiful, healing, purifying Pisces moon in Virgo season. And I hope that you stay safe and be well. Love you. Bye.